wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing, driving in your car, doing the dishes, relaxing on a couch, (laughs) sitting on the toilet. Yeah, some of you are. Don't play. Nursing a baby, sitting in a school pickup line, lights off, putting your kids to bed, or just plain old trying to escape reality. Hi there, and welcome back to Parallel Proof. I feel the women listening may connect with this story of strength and boldness in the face of opposition. I witnessed and was party to one of the wildest events authored by a female. Granted, she was a cop, but still, (laughs) the ovaries this girl displayed creating chaos was unmatched and unseen by me prior to the event. So, hang on to your skirts, ladies. I got one for you. And men, learn along with me. This is episode 13, K-19. This girl is wild. This podcast may contain sensitive subject matter to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So more about me. Growing up, my mother had an intense, strict, authoritative presence. It was her way or <laughs> her way. The influential queen of the castle living with a bunch of Rapunzels waiting to escape. Do me a favor. Make a fist and extend your middle finger up. <laughs> it's nothing to do with my mom. That was me smack dab in the middle as the only boy with... Four sisters, two older and two younger on either side. My dad and I would walk gingerly through the house trying to avoid which female was on her period, (laughs) huddled, shaking, and holding each other in a corner. (laughs) If my sisters are listening to this podcast, and they are, girls, I'm kidding. (laughs) You weren't that bad. My siblings grew to be resilient and indestructible women based on how they were raised. I'm very close to all four of my sisters. I value our friendship, their advice, and the strength they display to anyone in ear or eye shot. And I miss them dearly, and I respect them greatly. Sacramento was a fun place to patrol as a police officer. Somehow you could always find some type of juiciness to squeeze out of a lifeless lemon of a shift. And if you couldn't succeed, another officer will. And you can join in on the juice extraction. It can get tart and make you pucker up in an instant. One such pucker was moments away in an ordinarily routine stop. As I was patrolling the streets on swings, my shift would conclude by 1 a.m. An hour or two before calling it a night, you kind of not want to be the primary officer on anything. Again, so you don't get stuck on too much paperwork and unwanted overtime. The graveyard officers would now be primary on dispatches to allow swing shift to catch up on paperwork. And if there were no dispatches in the hopper, graves would start hunting fairly quickly into their shift. I was Charles 11, and my female graveyard relief in the same beat was Alpha 11. 
Alpha 11. This 5 foot 5 inch blonde girl, not more than 125 pounds with all the duty gear and bulletproof vest on. There was no intimidation beaming from her face. The only domineering, unnerving thing she oozed was her controlling attitude and the obvious badge on her chest and the gun at her side. But she had this some sort of way about her. She wanted to mix it up with the biggest and the baddest, with very little thought of consequences or danger. Reactive. <laughs> like a nuclear power plant. I don't know if you've seen the movie K-19, The Widowmaker, about that nuclear-powered submarine that self-destructed and wreaked mayhem on the sailors, but that will be Alpha 11's nickname in this podcast. K-19. There was this apartment complex on our beat that was known for drug deals with call after call to different apartments. We would patrol the area frequently just to see what we could drum up for excitement or squelch any potential misdoings. One evening nearish uh, midnight, Alpha 11, or K-19 now, made a traffic stop directly across the street from these problematical dwellings. She had stopped this four-door vehicle occupied by four dudes, two in the front and two in the back seat. There was some type of odor emanating from the car, so K-19 started to inquire by asking a bunch of questions and also trying to identify the occupants. But she wasn't having much luck, so she called on the radio for backup, and me, being the closest cop, and it being in my territory anyway, I obliged and rolled up on scene. Discreetly, of course. I would pull up behind her parked police car with her red and blue lights pulsating and quietly make my way to the right rear passenger side quarter panel to observe the occupants of the vehicle and cover K-19 without the people inside knowing I was even there. Their attention was on the female, and again, 5'5", 125 cop. K-19 was at the driver's side door, and the driver has his now window down as she was speaking out orders. Apparently, the passenger directly behind the driver and on the opposite side of the car as me was yelling in a different language to the driver to, quote-unquote, take off. Neither her nor I could speak that particular language, so we weren't sure what he was demanding. K-19 ordered the driver to tell the rear male passenger to shut up, which he would not do. Officer K-19 attempted to open the rear door to regulate, but the doors were all locked. Unlock the door, she demanded. She must have said this five or six times with that nuclear reactive attitude escalating. I believe both me and the driver saw the look in her eyes that she was about to blow. <laughs> K-19 was radiating an energy that caused me to even wonder how this was about to go. She barked orders, and the driver got nervous. This nervousness caused him to unlock the doors to allow this reactor to simmer down, but the opposite took place. As I had my eyes glued to the passengers, I briefly glanced over to K-19, now positioned at the driver's side rear door, and she's beginning to open it. I peeked down for a fraction of a second and back up to her, and yup, she was gone. 
K-19 wasn't standing there anymore. I look inside the back seat and I see her laying on top of the left rear passenger who was now laying across the seated right rear passenger. I bolt for the open driver's side rear door where she had jumped inside and I can see Dude desperately trying to get to the opposite door as he's attempting to open it and crawl out. Clawing at the door handle, squirming his body over a terrified-looking, motionless passenger. K-19 is on top of him, raining haymakers down from the roof of the car, swinging ferociously. This girl is wild. She made a snap decision and attempted to take control. At any given time, the driver can take off with a cop trapped in the back seat. She didn't care. The guy's foot out the door and the other trying to gain leverage. K-19's boots were following suit as well, and I only had one choice. I mean, I can't get in the back seat. There's no room. So get this picture. A running vehicle, four dudes inside, a guy attempting to flee, and a five-foot-five blonde girl going ham in the back. <laughs> it is a predicament, to say the least. So back to the story in a minute. Strength and Decisiveness Confidence and Ambition K-19 and this story reminds me of someone I read about. Way back in the day, Israel was being led by a woman named Deborah, a prophetess. Read about it for yourself in Judges chapter 4. Deborah was in charge, vocalizing the very words in the direction of God himself. This was extremely rare at the time for a woman to project such power, but there she was, and people from all over would come to her. Deborah would impart wisdom and decide disputes, taking control of those needing the mouthpiece of reason and the force of the Almighty. Some guy named Barak went to her, and she told him he was commissioned by God to go fight and kill the enemy, but Barak felt her strength in connection with God and wouldn't go without her. Deborah told Barak she'd go with him, but she said to him, The way you are going about this, the honor God will bestow to the victor will be mine, not yours. The Lord will hand the victory over to a woman. Basically, be ready for that. Be okay with that. I am the woman placed in charge, and God has ordained me to make decisions that affect the lives of us all. And there it is. The confidence and the ambition, the strength and decisiveness of Deborah. Kind of like Alpha 11. Many people listening to this podcast are women. I know because many have reached out expressing their likes and kind words, which I appreciate. This one is for you in particular. Don't ever, for one second, think to shrink back and let someone else take your destiny. You may be in a funk right now. You may be feeling ordinary or unnoticed, playing with the idea to take it easy, to coast and slide by in the day-to-day, -day, going through the motions at the workplace or on the home front, not really sensing any inspiration or intrigue. Life is not that exciting. Also, men, this is for us as well. But listen, God created you and I for a purpose. At this moment in the universe, God sees us, and he still made us, knowing what our exact position, our exact thoughts, exact location would be at this time right now. During this pandemic, during the trials of life, 
amid the boring or wilderness of thought, wrestling with complacency, or even too much going on that distracts, you, like Deborah, have it in you to lead. What's it say? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So why are you here? Right now, why do you exist? What is your God-given purpose at this very moment? I, like Deborah, need to ask for God's Spirit to lead and be assertive. I have to realize it will be His might and His power flowing through me to effect change, to fight a spiritual war, speak peace, convey truth, point in the correct direction, and, like K-19, initiate the battle between right and wrong, and, like Deborah, initiate the war between good and evil. To make a snap decision under his power and go for it. Male or female, but ladies, show us how to do it. So back to the story. A running vehicle, four dudes inside, a guy attempting to flee, and a five-foot-five blonde girl going ham in the back. I grab the ankles of the suspect I put one foot on the opening of the door and begin to pull backward with all my might. K-19 grabs tight in a bear hug and holds on to this dude she's been doing a Wolverine impression on, and I literally yank both her and him straight out of the car and crashing to the asphalt. As they are midair sliding out the door, I hear metal clanking on the roadway just beneath them, and there it was. Out of dude's waistband came flying a loaded 9mm pistol, and into my view, I yelled, GUN! As K-19 is now working this guy over with the realization of the reason to try and escape. All in all, the ambition displayed by K-19, the decisiveness of action, along with the unwavering confidence she could make a difference, causes a pause. And makes me parallel her exertion with the exploits of Deborah. We have grounds to be assertive under the leadership of God, conducting ourselves within the boundaries laid before us. Who do you need to touch? Who needs you to take initiative? They may run initially, but with the Spirit of the Lord and His strength, we can capture them, effect change, and possess the honor bestowed upon us by the very God that created us for that authority. Men, take note. The women around us are strong, intelligent, and filled with power, called to work great and miraculous wonders that will astonish us all. Ladies, take charge and show us. Us men, we need your example. Thank you again for hanging with me and coming back for another episode. Email me your stories and I'll do the parallel. Life is good and filled with possibilities. Initiate, take hold, and let's get together next week.